0: Hello and welcome to this special City of Fremantle Hungerford Award edition of the Fremantle Press podcast. Today we are recording a wayulab in Wajak Noongar Buja and I'd like to acknowledge our first storytellers along with the Noongar Elders past, present and future. My name is Maria Pappas. My novel Skimming Stones won the City of Fremantle Hungerford Award in 2020. I'm delighted to be asked to help introduce you to the next round of Hungerford Writers. Those four shortlisted writers are waiting at the announcement of the winner on Thursday, the 20th of October. I remember how exciting that was, how lovely to meet all the other shortlisted entries and the hope we all had for each other's future writing successes. Today's guest is Joy Killian Esset, whose manuscript is a collection of short stories called The Slow Patience of the Sea and Other Stories. First up we asked Fremantle Press publisher Georgia Richter to describe why she chose this manuscript for the shortlist.
1: Well, a collection of short stories I think is really hard to get right because every short story has to be satisfying, but they also have to work really well together as a whole. And Joy's collection did exactly that. And each of the stories, these really compressed little words, Worlds were really immersive, and I found each of her stories quite memorable. And in addition to that, her stories are quite domestic and intimate in nature, but they were also really unexpected and surprising. And for me, that made the collection both fresh and memorable.
0: And now, let's hear from the writer herself. Joy Killian-Esset lives on a rural bush retreat in West Australia's great southern region and has been writing obsessively since childhood. After completing a Bachelor of Arts in Creative Writing at Curtin University, her short fiction began to win or be placed in writing competitions, with a number being published in various journals and anthologies around Australia. She was also a participant in the inaugural Australia Council's Emerging Writers Program. Joy Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. And it's great fun to be here. Congratulations on getting this far. I want to break the ice by asking you to tell us something about yourself that's not in your writing bio.
1: Well, I have been learning German recently. Um, not very well. I'm, I'm pretty terrible at it. My husband's German and we have, he has family in Germany. And my goal is to have a conversation with my sister-in-law in in German, so I've been struggling with that. And um, I also like to do craft stuff, and I've recently joined a pottery group, so I've been squashing clay around, making random heads out of clay, which is also great fun, and um, not
0: terribly good at that either, but I enjoy myself. You're also a fibre artist, is that right?
1: That's right, yeah. So I, I'm i a little bit obsessed with eco-dyeing and um, getting colours and things from leaves and bark and even tree roots and stuff from the bush and the garden around our house and um, dyeing wool and other fibres that I've spun. So, yeah, I, I have a lot of fun playing with the practical things and it gives me a break from the cerebral side of
0: writing. So let's talk about the cerebral side by moving on to your manuscript. We would love to have you read something from your shortlisted manuscript. What have you chosen?
1: I'm going to read the opening section of the first story in the collection, which is called Bees. Standing on the driveway in the rain, with her dressing gown pulled up over her head like a hood, Jenny watches John's taillights disappear like little red Chinese lanterns bobbing away in the dark. She watches until there's nothing to see, fighting the urge to run barefoot over the gravel after him. Overhead, the sky is a broad grey wound. Soon it will be dawn and the day will begin and she will be pulled forwards by the relentless routine of it all, dragged along the ground like a fallen horse rider with her foot caught in the stirrup. Shivering, she turns back to the house. Inside, a single bee buzzes at the cornice in the glow of the wall lamp. She crawls back into bed. His pillow is still warm and still bears the dent of his head. Clutching it to her chest, she closes her eyes. Several hours later, the alarm jolts her awake. Sitting at the table with her muesli, Jenny stares out at the yard. She can hear the squeaky wheeze of the rubbish truck a few streets away. The sky is already cold and white. Dry leaves blow across the grass to slap against the wire mesh fence. A couple of bees bump against the ceiling with a fizz. She looks up and wonders again how they managed to get in. The open fireplace in the lounge was sealed off years ago and there are fly screens on every window. She has a hot shower, as hot as she can bear, and sits on the edge of the bed, staring into her wardrobe. This time she told him, if you go, don't bother coming back. She'd actually said it out loud. And John had paused in his packing, but he didn't say anything, just pulled clothes from the wardrobe and collected his shaving stuff from the bathroom, checked his maps and equipment. His phone had rung as usual, summoning him to another job, even though he had only just come back from the last one. And he started plotting routes and dragging his gear out of the shed without once asking her or telling her where he would be going. And then, too soon, he was gone. Today, she dresses all in black, feet like soft potatoes stuffed into leather court shoes. Snapping on her name badge, she pulls the front door shut behind her and glances up at the chimney. Bees bounce in the air above it like a sketch of smoke, tiny marionettes on invisible threads. If she were to put her palm against the bricks of the chimney, she knows she would feel the hum of the hive like a heart. Like an electrical current powering the house.
0: Thank you so much, Joy. I really enjoyed the visual nature of your language. What was it like to discover you were on the City of Fremantle Hungerford Award shortlist?
1: At first, I thought it was a mistake, uh, like a clerical error, but just making the shortlist feels like a win. It's such a special competition, such a highly respected competition. You never expect anything from it. It's the pleasure of writing and the compulsion to write that, that makes me do it. Um, and I've been doing that in and around, raising my kids and working in a lot of different random jobs and life changes. And sometimes there's there are months or even years between little moments of success, like a, a competition place or a publication And because of that, it's really easy to doubt myself and doubt my voice, whether it's relevant to anybody else or anyone's interested in reading what I write. So whatever the outcome of the competition, I feel like I've already won. So
0: it's great stuff. The judges were very complimentary. The report praises your short story collection for its quirkiness and its cohesion. Tell us a bit more about it.
1: I've been hugely influenced by the natural world around me. Pretty much all my stories have some mention of the light of the sea or the bush and also been inspired by my own experiences and those of other people around me um, and my dreams as well. Being present, just taking the time to notice moments and observing things around me, observing the way people act or what they say or bird songs or conversations can really have an effect and inspire a story so there's all of that caught up in the collection and I guess I see the way that I've been writing for all this time as almost a mystical experience a spiritual practice for me because the writing is my way of being present because just immersing myself in each little world within a story is is sort of the ultimate um, mindfulness, I guess.
0: We both know how much time and passion goes into being a storyteller. How long have you been writing and what are some of your career highlights to date?
1: I've been writing since I was a child. I was sick a lot as a child and I loved reading about imaginary worlds and making up worlds of my own. When I was 12, I had a Christmas present of an old typewriter and that pretty much sealed it from then on. I was one of those kids who hammered out stories and stapled books together and designed magazines, one of which was called The Weekly Gossip, and inflicted them on family members whenever I had the opportunity. Uh, when I went to Curtain. I did a Bachelor of Arts and I actually took some creative writing classes and actually learned a bit of craft. As for career highlights, being shortlisted for this Hungerford Award, I think it tops it so far. It's it's such a buzz. But going back, the first story that I ever had published was in Westerly in 1994. And that was a definite uh, life-changing moment when I realised that I could it, um, that my writing was actually good enough to, to be published. And basically every competition, win or place, or every publication since then, um, and they have been few and far between, has been a career highlight because each one sort of validates that I'm on a path that's <laughs> worthy of the effort. Every, every little win is a win.
0: You were from the Great Southern. Do you think this award is particularly important for regional writers like you?
1: The Hungerford Award is a way of people across the state having access to the same opportunity and it gives us all equal footing. It doesn't matter if you're living in the city or in the region. So I think it's incredibly important. Um, there are lots of benefits to living remotely, like being forced to develop your own voice and being inspired by the amazing environment. The internet's not so good, but... Yeah, it's easy to feel out of the loop, so it's it's great. It's very important to have an opportunity like this.
0: And lastly, is there anything else you'd like to share with listeners today?
1: The community of WA writers is amazing and, yeah, there's, there's strength in our cohesion.
0: Joy, thank you for being here and sharing your work with our listeners. I will be thinking of you as you're up on stage awaiting the announcement. Listeners, you can meet Joy Killian Essett at the 2022 City of Fremantle Hungerford announcement at Fremantle Arts Centre on Thursday the 20th of October. Tickets are free and available from the Fremantle Press website or Eventbrite. I'm Maria Pappas and I look forward to joining you in our next Hungerford podcast.